All right, welcome back, everybody. Another edition of Bears Nation podcast, recapping the loss to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we are recording this on Sunday night um, because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, you lose 24-17. Ugly game. It was not nearly as close as it shows in the box score. Uh, the Bears scored all 17 of their points in the fourth quarter. Uh, gave you ho- hope for, fake hope, I guess, for a, a comeback. Uh, and you ask Nick Foles to throw 52 times, which you can't be doing if you want to win a game. But, I mean, it was just an ugly game. Very, very bad game. Ryan Nall scores a touchdown, so that should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, Dave Montgomery, once again, can't find any room to run. 30 yards on 14 attempts. Uh, Bears, as a team, get 56 rushing yards. Uh, nice little game, I guess, from Allen Robinson. We had some signs of life from Anthony Miller. And uh, we saw Riley Ridley get a catch two catches actually so good for him chris's guy getting his uh getting his shine finally but end of the day you lose and it stinks you drop to five and four and you are falling out of the playoff hunt you're spiraling you are spiraling into the abyss i mean it's just look the bears need a hero the Bears need a hero. His name is Mitch Trubisky, and we'll, we'll get that for later. But, um, I mean, let's start with the Riley Ridley thing, because this right here is a representation of the root issue. What I said to Chris uh, and you guys in the uh, the pregame show was, you know, if Riley Ridley starts to pop off, you know, who does that fall on? Who are we talking about once again? We're talking about Matt Nagy, and, you know, I, he did not pop off, but the one play that really sticks out to me is that third down play. Um, I think it was like 22 yards or something that he made a play on third down. I know only two receptions for 23 yards, but like, come on guys I mean you know why was this guy not in here all along and then that just leads me to the whole point about Matt Nagy and and, you know you you can kind of think about what the issue of the team is week in week out and you can place the blame on a specific player or you know a specific aspect of the team whether it was you know the secondary not making plays or you know the running game not looking good but the one thing that's been consistent the whole year is Matt Nagy and I you know if I know this is harsh and this is people are going to take this you know pretty harsh but if Matt Nagy was fired today it'd be totally okay with it i'd probably actually be happy if i'm being honest uh, and it's really sad because i probably didn't have that outlook just two weeks ago um but it's just inexcusable because we keep saying oh well Nagy, you know you know what i was saying was okay good coach otherwise uh, other than the offense you know he can you know do, does what he needs to do with the players players coach culture all that um and, and all that was great but it kind of has been going beyond the offense to a point where it's just unbearable. It's the penalties. The the, the Chicago Bears lead the league in penalties. Uh, it's the weird timeouts at random situations. It's the not getting your team ready to play week in and week out. I mean, all this kind of stuff, is it, it's just baffling. It's just ridiculous. Um, and I know you guys are going to dive into it, but you know, I'll just say, uh, if Matt Nagy was fired this week, I, I don't think I would be that upset. No, no, uh, I definitely would not be either. And, you know, like this kind of goes back to to everything I've been saying the last couple weeks. Like, you know, you you really take a step back and, and look at Matt Nagy's tenure with the Bears so far. And yeah, he has that good record, this and that. But I mean, how how much of that is because of him? First of all, and second of all, like like we we talk about him, you know, potentially like you know getting fired or whatever. Like what's what's one reason against him getting fired today? Like like I can't think of anything. I, I try to, you know, yeah. play doubles advocates <laughs> my own argument. Like I, I, I honestly like I was sitting and thinking about it 
I was like, you know, if I were to tweet Matt Nagy should get fired right now, like what would people's rebuttal be? And I honestly couldn't think of one. Like I honestly. Well, you know what it is. It's just what, the record. The, I mean, that that's literally yeah. the only defense. It's the only defense. See, see, and if one. that's the case, if that's really all you have, then I know he should be fired. And, and mm-hmm. you know, the fans can keep talking about that record. I think the majority of us know the truth. Um, it's just, it's getting ridiculous. Well, man. the thing like, is the record's not even that good anymore it, it's, either. It's, you had exactly. one good season. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you know, that record is really just hiding all the problems. And, and like you said, Jake, like it's getting worse. So, um, you know, I, this is pretty much the exact situation I wanted to avoid because now you're sitting at five and four. You don't know what the hell direction this team is going in at all. Um, and you're just kind of like, in no man's land like that's how it feels right now um just kind of you know like you got half the fan base thinking the, the bears should tank and the other half saying like oh man come on don't be stupid like you still can't tank you know they're five and four and you know your defense ready to win this and that so it's just like this is the mess i was basically trying to avoid and we're here so jake yeah no i mean that's just you're not you're in the worst spot to be in any sport ever you're in purgatory you're directly down the middle where you could go either which way. And instead, just like always, this team is going to choose to do nothing um, and, you know, run it back next year. And you're going to be in the same spot. You're going to be looking at eight and eight again, or maybe nine and seven. If you're lucky, like you're not going and you're going nowhere fast. And like we said, the beginning of this episode, the opening of this episode, you're spiraling, you're spiraling into the abyss. uh, And you're asking Nick Foles to throw 52 times and you can only get 17 points off of 52 pass attempts. Like, I mean, what are we talking about here? Ryan Tannehill did not play well. I mean, yeah, he had the two touchdowns and whatever, but he only completed 10 passes. How do you let that happen? You held Derrick Henry under 70 yards and you still lost. Like, and I know like, you know, there were, and the thing is the offensive line completely let you down. We knew it was going to be bad, but man, that was freaking brutal. Uh, that team, I mean, I said it on last episode that, you know, the bears were an injury away from taking the cardboard cutouts out of the stands. It, they might as well have for all the good that offensive line did you. <laughs> that, that's pretty uh, fair. Uh, listen to this guys. The 2017 offense under Dowell Loggins was actually better than this year's offense, slightly better in yards per play and offensive DVOA. Um, so if anyone needed any kind of a measure there, um, to see just how bad, actually historically bad this offense is. Um, and, and I mean, uh, I mean, I don't, I, it's like, sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of at a loss of words. Like, I almost, like, I don't know what to say because it's like all these problems. The reason why I think I'm at this point where I don't know what to say is because it's, you know, what Chris always says too is like, this is just, you know, it's week in and week out these things, man. Like, it really is. Um, it's just the same thing week after week and, it, and nothing changes. And, and w- like, again, who does that fall on? It falls on the head coach. Yeah. Uh, and Matt Nagy will not get fired, unfortunately. Um, but he, he very well should be. And, you know, Mitch Trubisky, God, if this once his shoulder heals, he should 100% should be the quarterback next week and see if any like he can be there to light a spark or something. Um, it's just I, I'm sorry, I'm just like almost at a loss for words. I mean, that's just just where we're at here as a fan of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah, and and you know I I tweeted this out, but you know it, it's really funny because like it really doesn't even look like the like the offense is close to figuring it out like nowhere near figuring it out like it's just all a mess like you know from 
from the first offensive play to basically the last, like here and there, you'll get, you know, a, a lucky play that goes the Bears way. Just I, honestly feels like out of sheer luck and nothing but. But it, it's just like, you know, from the start till the end, like it's usually always just painful. Like it's painful to watch. I feel like that's the best way to describe it. It's like, man, like you have an you have a defense freaking ready to contend for a Super Bowl. And your offense, I mean, like, it's at, at a freaking high school level, feeder level. Like, it, it's just, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you there, Kevin. Like, just, like, honestly, I, I don't want to keep talking because it just feels like I've been saying the same thing for the last three months on this podcast. And it's like, because <laughs> that's really, you know, it really is the same thing week in and week out. So it's like, what really can you, what more can you even really say? Right. There's, I mean, we're back to talking about the same old things every week. You know, I mean, how many more times can we talk about that the offensive line is bad? How many more times can we talk about that Nagy needs to switch up the play calling? Uh, how many more times do we talk about that David Montgomery has nowhere to run? Uh, you know, you can't, you can only hammer the same points home so far. Uh, so many times, you know, we're nine games in, you're nine weeks in at this point, And we've talked about the same thing. I think every single week, win or lose, we've talked about the same things at some point in some uh, capacity. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I, I, Kevin, I know you're the biggest Mitch guy on the planet, Come on. but, but you're not going to go see, at it. I'm, I'm, and Let's I would go at it. I wouldn't be completely against it. Um, as weird as it is to say, I don't think Foles was the problem today. But there's so many, there's so many bigger issues. I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, yeah, Mitch could run a little bit, but when the defense, when the defensive linemen on the other team are moving right, basically using your offensive lineman as just a door, uh, you know, where is he going to run to? There's nowhere to run. So, I mean, it's just, you're not going to see it. Nagy's going to rationalize it again. Just be like, well, Nick did everything we asked him to do, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to see it. It's not going to happen. Um, and, you know, you're looking in, uh, we have the Vikings next, correct? So you're like, and I know that would be the perfect time for Mitch to come in because he uh, he is the Vikings daddy. But, like, it's just, it's not going to happen. It's just this team, I'm still, you know, lose out, get the draft picked, screw it, whatever. This team stinks. Jake, the the thing is, man, it's not just the mobility anymore. Like, it's not. you got to watch how this guy is playing. Every throw he's throwing, his, foot aren't, his feet aren't set. All the stupid little things that people were, you know, raining on Mitch about. Oh, he's not, not at the NFL level when it comes to his footwork, when it comes to his pocket presence. Well, quite frankly, Nick Foles is probably worse in all those categories right now. The man doesn't even know how to step into a damn throw. And, and Nick Foles is a great guy. Great person, terrible quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Not my quarterback at all. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. My mom, once again, noticed the same exact thing while she was watching the game. No energy. Absolutely the most boring player I've ever seen. Probably the most boring quarterback I've seen of the Chicago Bears. Lethargic, lousy. I'm sorry. I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of it, and I'm going off. I mean, I'm so done with this type of quarterback play where there's literally, you, you know what you're getting out of it. You know there's never going to be electricity. There's never going to be a spark. Uh, and it's just frustrating, man. I mean, it's just so frustrating. And for you to say, I mean, I'm sorry. There, There is zero defense. And I've said this for the past two weeks, but this more than ever, I mean, I really want to hear your defense for Nick Foles because y'all don't, I don't see how you could possibly I, have I don't, think there's, a de- I don't think there's garbage. a defense. Like, Gar- I, I'm not, I'm not going to pick out uh, this throw, but there's nothing that, I mean, because I'm thinking of it from what Nagy's going to say and how he's going to rationalize it. I don't care either way because this team stinks regardless, but – 
I just thinking Nagy's not going to do it. He's not going to go back. He's not going to flip flop because he's the most okay, stubborn human in the fine. entirety of the world. Right. I, I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you completely. I mean, the man should be showing the door. It's not going to happen because Ryan Pace is never going to do that, which he should probably be showing the door as well. But the Bears are never going to do that midseason. That's not going to happen uh, because that's just the way this team operates. They're going to they're going to say, oh, we're going to evaluate some things during the week and we're going to get some good practices in. And the offensive line is going to have a full week of practice together. And we're going to get some guys back, hopefully, and blah, 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 blah. It's going to be the same old crap and we're going to eat it up like freaking birthday cake. And then we're going to get the same stinky product. We're going to get the same crap team next week. Chris, yeah. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this real quick. Um, it, would you feel like the bears would be in a better place if on Monday morning, they fired Matt Nagy, Chuck Pagano became the interim head coach and Bill Lazor took over as the offensive coordinator. Would you feel like a little bit more positive about the bears? If that was the case on Monday morning? Honestly, yes. Yes. Me um, too. Just, just, me too. It's just it's almost like um, at that point, I think just recognizing the problem would, would be a plus um, because I really don't want to fall into a hole where it's like we're hanging on to this guy for God knows what reason. But um, I just want to mention one thing. I know you guys have saw the stat throughout the game. Markevious Mingo, one carry for 11 yards. David Montgomery on the game, 14 carries, 30 yards. Barkevis Mingo on a fake punt had almost half as many yards as David Montgomery on the game. And I, 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 I'm just, I don't know. I, I really don't know, man. Like that, I mean, you can't run the ball. You can't throw the ball. Here's one thing, Jake. Um, you know, I've been kind of like in the middle with this, uh, with this QB thing, man. But, dude, like Nick Foles, it, I mean, he – this is a veteran who looks like he's panicking and I get it. The offensive line sucks. Mm-hmm. I get it. But it's like, this is the same stuff people were tearing Mitch for like the same exact things, man. And like, every time he snaps the ball, like he's like throwing off, you know, he's off exactly. balance and just no, like, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I was the false guy going into the season. And I truly believed at the time that that's who Nagy trusted more. And that's who the yeah. offense might play better with. Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. and I said, when Mitch got pulled that I didn't agree with pulling Mitch at the moment in time when they did. And then, yeah. you know, I, I didn't agree with that at the time. I still don't. Um, but, but you now, thought Foles was the better guy for the job all I along. Mean, I mean, could you, I, could you blame me after the Atlanta game? And I did, and sure, I did I going in as well. Him. I was never, and I was never the biggest Mitch guy, especially after last season. My expectations were so low, uh, but I was ready to give him a shot. I wanted him to prove me wrong. And I think he could have, if he'd gotten a fair shake, but at the end of the day, this is Matt Nagy we're talking about. He's not going to flip. Uh, and uh, either way, either way, quarterback, who, no matter who it is, the team stinks. I mean, you're going to stink either way. Um, and, yeah, I, I agree with you, Chris, about the rushing attack. That was so brutal that Barcavius Mingo, yeah, like you just said, everything that you just said, um, yeah, when Dave Montgomery's getting two yards a carry, basically, um, you got issues. You got a lot of issues. And, uh, to answer Kevin's question to Chris, I do think the team would be better off if Lazar was calling the plays and Pagano was the head coach tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But again, and, that'll and never like, happen because you, this team and this damn ownership wants to play it so safe all the time. And they just, they're not willing to do what needs to be done in the moment. They're always too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I swear to you, like, uh, that's kind of why Kevin, like, do you remember a couple weeks ago when it was just you and I for the uh, recap episode? Uh, I think it was after the Rams game. Um, but you were 
like I'm not I'm not trying to call you out, put you on blast or anything, but you know, we had that back mm-hmm. and forth about like how I sounded crazy for saying they should jump ship because I was trying to avoid the situation and you know, I'm not even gonna lie, it probably was a little premature at the time, but like now it seems like it's kind of all happening the way I thought it would, you know, and it's like I, I just I'm so scared for where this team is headed. Like, I can't lie to you guys. Like, I'm more worried about, like, the next, what, six, seven weeks rather than these last three games because the the past three games that we played. Because it's like, you know, I, I, I'm so scared of mediocrity. I, I'm, I'm so scared of that. I'm terrified of that. Like, just, you know, either just missing the playoffs or, you know, making the playoffs, getting bounced right away. Now your team isn't good and you have a bad draft pick and your cap um situation is kind of screwed so it's like they i don't know i uh but i i wanted to ask you guys this question um you guys remember the Derek carr rumors in the offseason right yes mm-hmm. um if he was a quarterback right now do you think things would be different no a hundred percent i disagree i think the bears would be probably a two-win team or a two-loss team with Derek carr uh, and I think they'd probably think be a so. two-loss team with Mitch Trubisky, if I'm being honest. A million percent. I mean, um, yeah. like, guys, no, listen, listen. I mean, I, I understand the offensive line is bad, but I made this point last week. There are way, you know, there are ways that you can survive with a bad offensive line. And I don't think people understand that. I think it's gotten to the point where it's so bad that it all falls on them and the, all the offensive, you know, woes are on them. But I mean, you know, I, I love Dave Montgomery. Hell, you know, he's a hell of a kid. Uh, you know, he's a good player. His average yards for carry was 2.1. Cordero Patterson's was 4.3. Um, I, I, I just don't know how willing I am to say Dave Montgomery. And I've said this for weeks now is a number one guy. Um, you look at the rushing numbers and the offensive numbers under Mitch Trubisky and sure, maybe, uh, one or two offensive linemen were different when he was in there just because of the injuries that have been been endured under Foles. But it was a totally different team. It's a totally different unit when you had a different quarterback in there. Um, I, I think, you know, just the the ability to create plays, all that which Derek Carr had the has the capability of doing, I, I think those kinds of things um, are, are just kind of the difference between a 5-4 and four team and maybe a 7-2 team. Uh, excuse me. So, I, I, I mean... I, I don't think it's fair necessarily to put all of the blame on the offensive line. They deserve their share of blame. Um, and sure, the ideology that, you know, to win, ha- have winning football, to be a good football team, you probably have to get offensive line is true. Um, but it's not 100% true to the point where you, you should be losing two out of your last five games uh, because of the offensive line. Uh, so that's just where I'm coming from. I, I think it's been kind of a little bit. Too much of a scapegoat. Um, I think Dave Montgomery and Nick Foles have their own issues that they need to figure out. So, Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but it sucks so bad because I feel like, Kevin, I, I'm not sure if you're 100% like on this boat with Jake and I yet. But like, would you be okay with them if they said they were tanking? I would not be okay. Okay, fair because enough. you so, immediately waste away a championship defense. I think that's where everyone comes from when you ask that question. Fair, fair. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. Like, even if they wanted to tank, like, would it be possible at this point? Like, pretty much for what you just said, Kevin. Like, this defense. Exactly. E- 
is going to win you games regardless. Um, you still have some bad teams left on the schedule um, that, you know, I, I don't know. Like with the Bears, it's like, you know, how can you even call teams bad? Because we kind of are the bad. But it's just like, I don't know, man. Like th- everything just feels very gloomy right now. Um, I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, you know, I, I do want to just like I can't believe I'm doing this, but I just want to give um, a little bit of a shout out to uh, Jimmy Graham, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney. Um, these three guys uh, in particular, really, I, I mean, like I felt like they were fighting. I, I really <laughs> felt like they were fighting the entire game. Um, you know, just they have that fire. They have that fire. I see it in, in all three of those guys. Like they want it. Um, outside of those three guys, I don't see that fire with anyone. Um, uh, you know, in that on offense at least. Um, so, you know, that's, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. Like, you know, Jimmy Graham, Darnell Mooney, and Allen Robinson, I would argue have been the three best offensive players this year. Um, and you know, those are the guys that seem to care the most or, I'm not blaming anyone of not caring, but, you know, you see that that extra fire in those three. Do you guys uh, like do you guys see that as well or am I completely off here? I think those are just your best players right now. <laughs> I think. No, I think no, 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 but there is a difference. There is a difference. Yes, those are your best player. But I think what Chris is saying is really, really important. And I think we should really, really talk about this. Um, and it goes along with what I was saying about Nick Foles is, you know, I, and I could say this about some of the guys on the defense today. Um, you know, it didn't seem like a lot of fire. Sure, the defense played good, but there were some players like Khalil Mack. Just like, you are didn't not look saying like this was... right now after you tore me apart for saying that the what? defense gets lethargic if you're not scoring points. You are not no, using this argument right no, now. No, 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 but I'm not saying that's a cause. I'm not saying that's a cause of the offense not scoring points. It is, and I didn't tear you apart for that. I said they're going to play as hard as they can. Yeah, it'll frustrate them. But the bottom line is, I mean, and this has been consistent with Matt Nagy in his tenure, is the team comes out flat. The team doesn't have fire throughout the game, regardless of whether the offense is scoring points or not. This is just a common theme with Matt Nagy. I mean, you see it in the first quarter, the first drive of the first quarter sometimes. Um, oftentimes, actually. I mean, Chris asked me at halftime today to, to look up. How many times Chicago Bears have put up zero points going to the half? And now it only happened once this year. But I can tell you they scored only three points a number of times since 2019. Uh, and it's, you know, sure, the uh, the defense is doing their job. But and I'm not there's only a few defensive players today that I thought looked lethargic. Eddie Jackson was kind of one of them. Uh, not necessarily Jeez. lethargic. But you guys know what I'm trying to get at here. Um, like, the team has no energy. Where does that energy come from? Number one, it comes from the head coach. Number two, it comes from the quarterback. When your quarterback is a lousy, lethargic, you know, just boring player, there's nothing there to hype the team up. And I'm, I'm a huge believer in, in, in this type of thing. And, you know, my motto I've recently created is fun equals winning. And, and Jake would also like to argue that winning equals fun. And it goes both ways. Um, but in order to win, you got to have fun first. And then once you win, you can have more fun. Uh, and this team is just having absolutely no fun at all. And part of that comes from the energy of some of those players. So while Jake or Chris, you are correct, Allen Robinson, Jimmy Graham, and those guys look like they have a little bit more energy. I mean, you have to point to somebody uh, to blame as to the reason why not a lot of the other guys are, are looking lethargic out there. There's yeah, no fun. I, I, I um, like you, you guys know how I feel about Eddie Jackson. Uh, I don't really need to go into depth there, um, but he was pathetic today. Like, I, and that that word I don't even think does it justice. Like, I mean. I, the first play that comes to mind, um, who was it? Was it, uh, I believe it was Derrick Henry um, that reached like the 
second or third level, and Eddie Jackson is literally trying to arm tackle him. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, you really think you're going to be able to arm tackle Derrick Henry? Like, are you actually serious? <laughs> like, it's just like, just, just, I, I kind of almost see what Kevin's talking about with, like, the the whole lethargic thing with the defense. Like, especially today, like, kind of just felt flat. And, and at the same time, I can't blame him because I do, no matter what, I do feel like any bad performances from the defense is because of the offense. And I'm going to, I'm going to continue to say that. Like, I really will continue to say that. I if I were a Bears defensive player right now, I would literally go up to Matt Nagy or the defense or Ryan Pace and be like, I don't get or, or the offense and be like, I don't care anymore. I am not trying. Mm-hmm. So you guys get your heads out of your asses. Like, I mean, yeah. what, what, like, think about it. These guys are coming out every week, you know, risking injury, like putting their bodies on the line just for the offense to go into halftime with zero points and only be able to score points in garbage time. It's pathetic, man. It's pathetic. It's garbage. Right, that's that's what I mean. Like th- this team stinks, and wasn't Nagy supposed to be a big culture guy? And the culture seems like it's gone now. It seems like there's nothing there, and I think that's that would be yeah. some of the arguments that people would say yeah. if you said Nagy gets fired. Yeah. People would say, "Oh, but the culture, oh, what he built. I mean, what he built is gone. Mm-hmm. That 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 team is gone. That team is long gone." And I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. If you had told past me, uh, if you had told. Jake from two years ago after the Eagles loss that the double doink was going to be the least painful part of the next two seasons. uh, I would have laughed in your face. And yet here we are Um, because it absolutely was because I would take that. I would take that heartbreak over where I'm at right now and where I'm hurtling to, uh, which is apathy. I'm so close to being to having my attitude that I have with the bulls with the bears. It's just apathetic. Yeah. It, there's nothing to care about. There's nothing to even get mad about almost anymore because it's the same old shit. So it just doesn't make sense. And uh, now I'm, I'm I want to talk about positive stuff now because I'm just getting depressed. Um, first of all, Cairo Santos, 12 field goals in a row. Good for you, man. Uh, you earned it. You know, love you, Peace. XOXO. Uh, but Roquan Smith also straight up turning into a star in front of our eyes. Uh, absolutely, just blossoming into one of the best uh, inside linebackers in the league. I mean, the dude's a stud. The dude can play just straight up. Uh, 11 total tackles today, a sack, two tackles for loss, QB hit. I mean, he was everywhere. He was doing everything. He was doing all the heavy lifting. Uh, So good on Roquan Smith. Um, Any positives that you guys want to point out? Um, Roquan Smith should be an all-pro. I just want to throw that out. Go ahead, Chris. Um, Mario Edwards. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been very productive um, as, as a rotational player. I'm extremely happy with him. Um, you know, I, I, it's just it's one of those things where he kind of just surprised everyone. Ever, I, I remember when we, when we signed him. Um, I remember I tw- I don't remember if I quote tweeted it um, and someone replied or I just saw this on on the timeline. But um, people were just like, oh, like cool, like like in a sarcastic way, almost like okay, like whatever. Um, and, and, you know, he's coming and he's done a solid job. So, um, I, I just wanted to make sure I remembered when I tweeted about it, about Mario Edwards earlier, I was like, I'm going to mention that on the podcast for sure. I do not want to forget. So yeah, Mario Edwards, hats off to that guy. Um, yeah. One, one more thing real quick that I just want to hit on, uh, folks. And you, when you go out in life and you do stuff, just find someone, uh, you, who loves you the way Matt Nagy loves Cordell Patterson. Um, I don't, I don't get uh, the love for using him in the running game, but that's what you're looking for, folks. When you find that, that that's how you know. 
yeah, I... <laughs> well, it is it is funny you say that because you know uh, although well it, it's very funny because hey our, our Tavis Pierce was active today. Where the hell is our Tavis Pierce? Our guy's not getting any damn carries. They, no, they, um, but he, the, he, did, he was on the field no. at one point. Oh, was he on the field? Yeah, at the end. I don't even remember. Well, so it took okay, so he was on the field. field. It took guards time to get him on the field. Um, when your starting running back has 2.1 yards per carry, and Cordell Patterson is outrunning him uh, by average yards per carry. And that's what I think is funny. It's like we're here, you know, hating on uh matt Nagy and like i don't agree with it at all that he should be in there as much as he is and he only had three carries today but it is just kind of ironic that we're saying that and yet he was the leading uh rusher by or not leading rusher but second and uh, leading rusher from a running back standpoint the only guy who more had more yards per carry than him was barkebius mingo but you know <laughs> what i'm saying cordell patterson 4.3 yards per carry um and, and look I, I, I'm telling you, I've saying this for weeks, and I want to bring it up because I think Bears fans are really, really scared to kind of come to this reality of who Dave Montgomery is as a player. He's not the number one guy, in my opinion. He's a can be a good back in a in a in a um what's the word committee, but he's not your bell cow number one guy. And I I I, I truly believe that, and I I'm so sick of the whole you know offensive line, offensive line. Yes, that is, has something to do with it. But at the same time, I mean, we got guys here on the New York Jets running for more yards than Dave Montgomery. We, we got guys, Wayne Gallman was picked up by the New York Giants uh, after not playing football for about two years. He's scoring touchdowns and, you know, 60, 70 yards all over the place. And you can't argue that their offensive line is much better than ours. Um, so this is what I'm talking about, guys. Uh, I love Dave Montgomery. Great guy. I just want to know your guys' thoughts about him because I think Bears fans are really, really kind of afraid to maybe admit that he's not necessarily the player they thought he was. Yeah, um, dude, I mean, just to put it into perspective, Frank Gore on his last legs is freaking averaging more yards than David Montgomery. Like, Well, uh, Frank Gore, let's not solely the good name of Frank no. Gore, because that man is just a, I mean, he just, <laughs> I don't know what dude, he's doing, years but old. it's working. I don't know dude, what he's doing, but I want whatever he's old. taking. Yeah, no, 100%. All, all props to, to Frank Gore, but dude, that guy's 38 years old, and you're telling me David Montgomery can't outperform him. Like, I get the offensive line is bad, but it's like, dude, I, I mean, I, look, I, I'm with Kevin. Um, I, I yes, the offensive line is, I feel, the main problem with with the run game. Um, but I, I've just seen too many little things that I picked up on with, with David Montgomery that kind of worried me a little bit. Um, and you com- combine those two things, garbage offensive line and, you know, some problems with the actual running back. I mean, of course, you're not going to be able to run the ball. So. Um, definitely need another running back as soon as possible. Um, and I f- genuinely think I was wrong about Tariq Cohen. Um, I would <laughs> l- currently love to have Tariq Cohen uh, playing right now. Um, I think he's just, at the very least, he, he gives you a different look, different element um, that you literally have nothing close to at the moment. So, um, you know, I was, I was, I don't want to say completely wrong about Tariq Cohen because I do still feel like he's kind of a limited player, but um, he's very good at what he does, and I think that's kind of kind of missed right now. Yeah, you definitely miss that uh, that aspect of that random aspect, really. I mean, that just kind of Joker type uh, thing where he could, you know he could go wherever, do anything. Um, so yeah. Also, it's so weird to me that as someone who every day when they wake up and stand up, both of their knees crack like goddamn glow sticks. Uh, and David Montgomery's the same age as me, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, that's really great. Um, do you guys have any other points before we wrap it up? Um, 
I don't know. I, Kevin, I know it's so hard, right? I mean, look, as you guys know, I would brand myself as the eternal optimist. Um, and I'm really running on my last juice here of optimism. Uh, I, I really am. I, I'm yeah, the last the second past. score flip, you coward. The, yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Why am I such an idiot? He was, almost got me, too. He almost I, baited me with I, that. Uh, he well, this is baited me with it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it, it is kind of funny. Um, you know, when Jake says wins equals fun, um, he, he might be more right than fun equals wins. Because the reason the reason why I said uh, I thought the Bears were going to win and why I decided to make that switch was, you know, they had a really, you know, Matt Nagy in the press conference on Friday was really, really upbeat, really happy. And it was like I had not seen Matt Nagy like that for a very long time. Um, and then I woke up this morning. I felt good. Uh, you know, they had a good week or whatever. The team was up. It looked like they were ready to go. Uh, you know, I don't know. It, it was just one of those feelings. Um, but then, you know, that, that didn't happen. I'm starting to think that maybe Jake is more right about the fact that wins equals fun, because once you get rolling, then you kind of feed off of what has happened in the past. Um, and, you know, in 2018, it was just win after win, you know, great, you know, club dub after club dub. And, and they were able to feed off that week to week. Um, but they just haven't been able to do that. I mean, there's been no, there's been nothing to even point to from an energy standpoint. And I'm, I'm sorry, this seems like I've brought this up so many times this podcast, but I really do think take away the players, take away the X's and O's. This is the root issue of the team right now. It really is about the energy. It really is about the fire that they bring to the table, uh, you know, play in and play out. And I don't know if I'm crazy for saying that or for saying this, but I do think that's the, you know, I would say the biggest and largest reason why the Bears find themselves at five and four is the lack of energy, the lack of excitement and the lack of fun, which is a part of not winning. Um, but you you need those things. And you look at some of the teams in the NFL that consistently play well and you look at 2018, um, what was happening? They were playing inspired, fun football week in, week out, and it resulted in wins. So you're not getting that. And the, the thing that in the sorry. What I'm kind of leading to is this is not going to change unless you make a change. And the only change that needs to be made, or not the only change, but the clearest change, is Mitch Risky needs to be the quarterback. Um, you know, Matt Nagy's not going to give up the play calling, but I do think there is something. I do think he could. I, you know, Jake said he didn't think this would happen. I do think Matt Nagy could consider putting Mitch back in if he gets enough pushback and enough pressure to do it. Um, you know, it gets to a point where he may understand that his, you know, I don't know if he's come to this realization yet, which he should have, but his job is on the line. If he wants to stay the coach of the Chicago Bears, he needs to do something really, really crucial to change it. And maybe for him, that means putting Mitch Trubisky in. So um, just kind of your last thoughts on that, and then we can wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, as much as I would, you know, kind of like to see Mitch um, playing again, just because it's like, like I said in the last episode, like, if if I know for a fact the team isn't going to do anything, which I pretty much am there right now, I would much rather just live and die by Mitch, just because we drafted him. Um, you know, he just means a little more to the team. And I know that's, that's a, like, purely emotional statement, but, I mean, I don't care. Like, what? Why can't, why do I not have the right to be emotional right now? Like it's, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, I've said, I've been fair with both QBs and it's like right now, if I know the team isn't going to go anywhere, I'll just, I'd rather watch the guy that I want to see, you know, that I'd rather see play. So, um, that's that. And just one, one last thing, um, like the, the reason I can't fully blame the players, like, even though I, I definitely think there is some blame, um, 
on the players. There should be. But um, the the main reason I can't fully just blame the players or blame injuries and depleted line is because, like, you look at the freaking Miami Dolphins, okay? They just put up 34 points today, okay? 34 <laughs> points, okay? And I know the Arizona Cardinals defense is not very good, but they scored 34 points with Jordan Howard as their running back. The guy literally looks like he's running in, like, snow boots. Um, what else? Uh, Patrick Laird. Um, <laughs> Devontae Parker. Hey. Devontae Parker, in my opinion, is a good player. But, like, they they literally rolling out nobodies, like, with all these. <laughs> and, and they put up 34 points. Like, wh- what? You, you mean to tell me that's anything other than coaching? And, and, yes, yes, they have Tua. But this guy is playing his second game, like. You know what I mean? Like, that's impressive as hell. And that kind of, that really, when you compare the two, you just put it side by side. Like, it's embarrassing, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's pathetic. Listen, yeah. listen, real quick. Uh, the Jaguars who won today, yeah. who lost today, 27-25. You know the name of the quarterback, Jake? You know the name of the I saw, I saw it on the timeline, but I completely forgot it already. So, they're ruling out a guy named Jake Luton. Who the hell is Jake Lewin? He's got 26 hey. for 38, 304 yards and a touchdown. What? Listen, listen. Respect that guy. That that was Artavis Pierce's college teammate, man. Oh, was it actually? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, there you go. So at least one guy from Oregon State, an undrafted guy, is getting a shot. Look at that. Uh, and, then, and then undrafted rookie, James Robinson, 25 carries, 99 yards for a touchdown. And I know that, you know, this is just more perspective, guys, uh, of just how bad it is. The one and seven Jaguars rolling it out there with undrafted rookies um, uh, are, are putting up numbers. So I just want to throw that out. Well, there that's also why they're one and seven, probably, though. Well, yes, but this <laughs> yes, the one in seven team who's rolling them out scored 25 points uh, th- today. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's like I mean, that goes to, both. To ways. be fair, the the Jaguars came into this year pretty much trying to tank, so yeah, like you know what I mean. They're doing what they set out to do already. That's why it's so disappointing oh, yeah. for the Bears because you know you had legitimate playoff aspirations and then you started so hot and now you're just free falling and yeah so i mean you gotta take a long look in the mirror changes need to be made um and if if not tomorrow then they're going i mean they're going to be you're you're going right at a brick wall right now and you're not going to be busting through it because you're going to hit that wall and some of those guys are going to be knocked off uh the cart because they're going to be shown the door soon so yeah i don't know whatever that's what that's the thing that's that's the thing i'm whatever now at this point like yeah it just doesn't even hurt anymore yeah, no, honestly, dude, honestly, like, I- I'm there, man. Like, I'm re- literally right where you are. Like, I, when the Bears lost this game, I-, I swear to God, I was like, you know what? I'm not watching football for the rest of the day. And then I sat down in my room for, like, 10 minutes, and I'm like, dude, why am I doing this to myself? Why do I let them ruin my freaking Sunday every single week? <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not doing this. So I-, I just went and took my little brother to Buffalo Wild Wings and watched the mm-hmm. rest of the game. So, yep, tried to salvage the day. But, yeah, hopefully – I, I don't know. I I don't even want to say hopefully things change because it's like we've been saying that for literally eternity. So uh, <laughs> the Bears play Monday Night Football next week. Yep, oh, against Lord. the Vikings. The Bears are a home underdog against the three and five Minnesota Vikings. They're uh, underdogs by two and a half points. The, the, so, the, so this the so, way Dalvin Cook's playing that should be bigger. Uh, wait, wait. Well, I mean uh, that wait, guy uh, is. What? What was it at, uh, Kevin? Two and a half what, what, Minnesota favorite. Minus two and a half. Eh. I guess it's fair. 
you know, I, I don't know. Like they're they're playing pretty well. We're playing pretty bad. I feel like it's just kind of one of those things. But let me. So this is this is what's going to happen, guys. The Bears are five and four. They have seven games left. Monday night football. All right. Um, you remember Monday night football last year was the low of Mitch Trubisky's career. Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings. Mitch comes in, lights it up, saves the season, takes him to the uh, the Super Bowl. It's it's exact. I mean, it's so 2020. It's so perfect. It's the perfect. I think Barstool Carl, this guy on Twitter, tweeted. It's the perfect. Like if you were writing a movie about Mitch Trubisky, is this not the perfect ending? for him to come in and save the damn season. I mean, that is literally just the most perfect thing in the world, the most 2020 thing I can think of. Uh, and I'm just in love with this idea now. And I I hope to God it happens. Uh, I hope they put him in there and they at least give him an opportunity. But it would just be kind of funny. On Monday Night Football, almost nearly whatever a year since he had you know the worst game of his career uh, uh, against the Rams, he comes out, wins the game against the Vikings, the rest is history. That that's how I think it sh- this should go. Yeah, Ugh. no, I mean, I, I'm I'm with that. But the only thing is, I mean, did, have they said how long, how, how much time he's gonna miss? Because it's like he didn't put, I mean, he didn't be put on IR. He could very well play next week, considering it's an extended week too. Fair, fair. Um, I heard I heard the fact that the bye week is coming up is pretty much the reason why they haven't put him on IR just to kind of just to see. Um, because you, you do have that bye week coming up, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm all for that. Uh, just hopefully he's healthy though. Uh, just even, you know, consider that. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking about that earlier too. Mitch Trubisky anyway. Oh, why? Have a, why? An injured no. Trubisky than a Nick Foles. Why would you, because then what if he gets hurt worse? Yeah, you're well, going to put your career out at that point. <laughs> Yeah, then, then you're putting I, him at risk. Yeah, then you're just. I mean, you're asking for trouble. No, I'm fine. If he's capable of playing, like, you know, people will say, oh, if he, if he's active, and then oh, you know, you don't like screw that. Like, if he's active and capable of playing, I want him to play, and I want him to be there, and I'd rather have him, even if he's not fully, if he's 98% instead of 100%. I'll take a 98% Mr. Trubisky over, you know, whatever Nick Foles is throwing out there each week. So honestly, that's what I was trying to say. Right honestly, you've been. You've been protecting him so much for the last year, two years. Just give me Tyler Bray at this point. Let's see what the guy's got. Yeah, sure. Why not? You're, I mean, you're stopping other teams from poaching him every week, so there's got to be a reason, right? Let's see, <laughs> let's right, see listen, it. Listen, I, like all jokes, all jokes. I'm not even joking. I'm completely serious. Seriously? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's Fine. there's got to be a reason. You're, you've protected him every single week. You have stopped some team or another, <coughs> excuse me, from taking him every single week. Every single week it happens. Oh, the Bears have protected yeah. Tyler Bray again. The Bears have protected Tyler Bray again. There's got to be a reason. Might as well. Might as well. Let's see what he's got. Man, like I was just going to say, I was scrolling through Twitter during the game and people were talking about putting Tyler Bray in. And I was going to be like, like, this is literally where we're at. And then Jake just comes on and says it here. So it's like, this is where we're at, guys. This is where we're at. Yeah, this is this is where we're at in the season. This, I mean, yep. ugh, ugh. Just, man, just a bad gross. situation. It's just gross. It's just gross. Yep. yep. Well, on that happens. Mitchell, 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 Mitchell. I'm summoning the Mitchell Trubisky gods. I'm Mitchell summoning Trubisky them. prayer circle. Um, yes. Yeah. A summoning circle, I mean. But yeah, I mean, if if he does, great. I mean, awesome. I just am not expecting. It. I think Nagy's too stubborn. But whatever. 
even if it does, I don't know, give me Tyler Bray, screw it. Um, but on that note, uh, the Bears lose 24-17, was not that close, might as well have been 24-10. to um, But yeah, on to next week, Vikings, Monday Night Football, maybe you see Mitch Trubisky, who knows. Very weird. Yes. But we'll see what happens. I'd rather see Tyler Bray at this point, but I think that's going to be my new bit, actually. Tyler Bray guy. That's that's my new Tyler thing. Tyler Yeah, um, explain this why song, not, because why the Nick Foles thing is done. Right, yeah, the, the Nick, Nick Foles, Foles bit has run its course. So, so um, my yeah, my only bits now are Tyler Bray and Tiny Hand. So, uh, that said, uh, this has been the Bears Nation podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Use code SHY, Manscaped, C-H-I. Makes a little money, help us pay some bills. And, of course, even though... You're listening to a, a Chicago Sports say, Nation production. Down. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. Chicago.